Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Oh, man, we love loving Post Malone today, huh? Why not? You know what I'm loving? Football season. It's Tutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83. In Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. It's okay. There's, you know, new guys in the back. They got the music thing. You don't even care about how mean I am. It's one that you're impervious to it. It's wonderful. You can even hear it. We're broadcasting live. I'm just trying to not pass out. On a Tuesday afternoon, it is hot in here. It, it is, is hot. so hot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should take your shirt off. I mean... We are statewide on SWX television. Colton Iwanis. Skinned up. Um... If you missed anything in the first hour, the Montana football hour, as we do in the first hour of every week, usually it's Monday this week because Labor Day, it's today, Tuesday. Check it out on the podcast. Podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app, iTunes, Spotify, all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, I downloaded music on iTunes last night, so as far as I can tell, it is still a thing. Just a quick iTunes update. Um... If you want to call, 329-1899, the phone number, 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We're going to get around the Big Sky, see what else happened in the Big Sky Conference this week. But we got more pressing things than that. Colton Nuanas drove out of the city on Friday morning, was not even here on Friday evening. Why? Because he was at the Gorge Friday for Dave Matthews' band. He was at the Gorge Saturday for Dave Matthews' band. He was in George Washington, notably not the Gorge, George, 
at the public library watching the Montana Grizzlies and Montana State Bobcats open their football season like a very dedicated employee or boss. Something. Uh, or guy who just likes it, you know? So, first of all, Coulter, Dave Matthews, uh, they're your guys. You did go see Dave uh, last year, but just for one night. Tonight, this time, instead of doing, uh, you still could go to all three, but you got two out of the three, and uh, early returns strong for DMB at the Gorge. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, Friday night was the was the greatest performance I've ever seen of any sort, athletics, theater, anything. And I'm a, I'm a guy that goes to shows what all the time. What about when I did my one-legged jumping jacks in the living room? Better? Nothing has ever compared to it. It was I'll a complete that. emotional. Uh, did you cry? Oh, absolutely. Really? So, Colt and Nuanas in tears. So, so, so good, man. Oh, this makes it's, me so uh, happy. It's hard to even... Never seen you cry at a football game. It's, it's hard to even comprehend like just how how good they are, man. I've seen and, you cry after a couple of press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the authenticity of the energy that Dave Matthews Band performs with is second to none. But then the way that they string their songs together to just make it this endless night of music. I mean, it, it was 23 songs long the first night. I mean, by the yeah. end, you're you just... You sent like, me the playlist. That's, uh, well, a lot of music. I mean, they played like... If you better name my 10 favorite Dave Matthews songs, they played eight of them. Mm. So, that, I mean, that was just epic. And Saturday night was great, but I was in the pit on Saturday night and, you know, pretty broad, so there's a lot of jostling around and not a lot of personal space. Did, of, you didn't you didn't crowd surf? You didn't have them hoist up yeah, your no. 270 and <laughs> float you up front? Uh, nope, nope. Um, but... Uh, it was uh, it was a great weekend, and I was so mad on Saturday because I couldn't get any service in the campground because you got thirty thousand people there. Everybody's got oh for sure hooked up to the LT. There's no, no streaming, chance. so and I was so hot. Anyways, I said, See, you gotta take me to the river." So now, we went to the Columbia River, jumped in, mm. and then uh, then went to the library, and that was that was great. This is what I was gonna say because you know I don't want to give you ever too much credit, you know, and my thought is. You know, going to the library, if you're there for an evening, you know, it's a late night out with Dave on the Friday, and it's going to be a late night on the Saturday. That Saturday morning and day, especially when that heat starts getting to you, you're out there in the middle of central Washington, it's beaten down. All there is is weeds and nuclear power plants as far as the eye can see. And you got to get out of that. And if you're stuck in the campground the whole day, your Saturday evening may not go that well. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, go get in the river for one. But then, hey, let's head to the public library, open up the laptop, sit down in a proper chair, not in a, you know, some fold-up thing that's not ergonomically correct. We both care about our backs very much. And you sit there and you go ahead, let's watch some college football. I mean, that's pretty good. No doubt. It, it, it was good. It was a great break. And uh, what would you eat? Did you take food with you to the library? Did they, can you eat in a library? Well, I uh, ate a little taco truck. Oh, This is a good story. Oh, This is actually a good story. My buddy, greatest. My buddy Justin, he thinks he's pretty hardcore. So he walks up to the taco truck. and it, it's Five star? You get in the five it, star? It was, it was great. Great, great, great Mexican food. But he says uh, to the Hispanic kid working, he said, hey, he said, bro, I want one chicken taco, but I want it as hot as you can make it. Make it as spicy as you can. Just grinning from ear to ear, the kid working at the, the truck, right? so, He's like, yeah. So I then I order this. after him, and he goes, is he serious? And I said, he's serious, man. I said, hurt him. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> so they're making these three kids. They're all like seventeen. They're making this this ghost pepper chili oh, yeah. paste to yeah, put on yeah, the taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then he gets his food way before me. So then when I go up to get my food, he's like, the kid's like, "Hey, you gotta make sure he's okay. We can't have like a lawsuit." <laughs> and I was like, "How hot is it?" He like lets me try it with a chip, just incinerates my tongue. <laughs> Ruins every taste bud of my mouth. I was gonna say well, you gotta wait till after, man. If you're gonna have great food, you can't you can't kill your tongue until after the fact. So Justin not only eats this whole taco with all the sauce on it, but then there's sauce left. He goes to return the bowl and he eats the last two scoops for the kids. And these kids just think this is the funniest thing ever. Is he, he got to be red faced? Oh, he's the whole he's thing. Tr- he's trying to act tough, yeah. but he's sweating. Yeah. But he's like, bro, I, I eat spice all the time. I'm always hurting myself. I'm like, you can be really hurting tomorrow night, My buddy. Goodness. Well, good, man. I'm glad you got something nice and you enjoyed the games, and then you gave us a great report. And guess what? They weren't the only two games on Saturday in the Big Sky Cowboys. There were eight others, as a matter of fact. Now, let me, do I have this right? So Sacramento State plays at Arizona State this Friday. Yep. But Sacramento State was the one Big Sky team that did not open this weekend. No, Idaho State didn't. Oh, Zach, Idaho State Zach didn't. Zach State played Southern oh, Oregon played, played, and... Laid 77 on them. Okay. Well, that was a good... I guess that's a strong uh, performance. I oh, yeah. My, sa- my Sac State got cut off on the end of this uh, weekend. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, okay. 77-19 Sac okay, State. Okay, so Idaho up. State's the one team that did not play this weekend. Correct. They'll be back. But let's take a whip around the big sky. Now, again, uh, Northern Arizona beating uh, Missouri State uh, uh, 27-23. Uh, they, it wasn't that close, was it? Was it 27 20? It was 37 20. Yeah, 37 20. That's right. That's right. So that was on Thursday in that first uh, ball game of the year. And then uh, Cal Poly uh, playing San Diego, USD. Got a win, triple option, getting the win over San Diego, 52 34. This is the one that I'm interested in. San Diego State, Weber State, SDSU, the Aztecs, 6 0. Was it 19 10? We're playing football at 6 nothing, But there you go. The Aztecs uh, barely able to get on the board, but Weber State not able to get on the board in a defensive struggle. But, a, I mean, a very good game, a one-score game at the end of it all. And Weber State, I mean, defensively, they are the hammer, and they're proving it here against, you know, it's always been a prolific run team and a, and a very good SDSU team. I mean, to... There's so many different ways to approach these FBS games, but to go into a game with the confidence to get into a slugfest with mm-hmm. an FBS team is it's just it's honestly unparalleled. Who who thinks that? Whose game plan is to go in and go blow for blow with a team that has 22 more scholarships? It seems foolish, but Weber State did it. I mean, they only allowed 14 first downs. They only allowed 238 total yards. And if it wasn't for a holding penalty on a kick return for a touchdown, Rashid Shahid scored a 99-yard touchdown, then he got called back for holding. If, if it wasn't for that, they win that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to allow no touchdowns, two field goals, that's it. It's, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, another team that was very impressive was Portland State going down to SEC Sweet Arkansas. And they lose 2013, Portland State does. Portland State had the football with a minute to go, down seven. Completed a just miraculous fourth and like 12 up the sideline. And they are in the red zone of Arkansas. Throw to the end zone, picked off, game over. Uh, Portland State's starting quarterback injured in this football game. So they're trying to do this with, with, a, with, a, with a backup. But, uh, you know. 
we 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 uh, are 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 admirers of Portland State as far as uh, the coaches go and as the program as a whole being there and Barney, you know, always uh, the greatest soundbite you ever could have, and he's sitting there with a sweat towel around his shoulders on the sideline, thinking that he might be able to pull the big one, and he's a guy who's pulled some FBS upsets, some Power Five upsets before. Yep. It's different going to Arkansas, for crying out loud, of the SEC. Gave it a run, but Portland State, a very, very good performance uh, overall. And holding Arkansas to 20, outstanding, certainly defensively. Yeah, they, they had Arkansas really guessing a lot of the game. I watched a lot of, of it back, and uh, that flex defense that Portland State runs, you had Arkansas confused. They had no rhythm. And the, the key position in that defense is, is the, the rover spot. And they run their rover a little bit different than most of the traditional rovers. Or traditional rover is a lot like the kind of the third safety or the extra outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Their guys everywhere. He's playing center field. He's playing in the box. He's playing Mike sometimes. But Romeo Gunt had an absolutely outstanding game. He had 16 tackles. He's the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week for his effort. But I think it's uh, it's indicative of of just the mentality Bruce Barnum's teams play with. The fact that you, you mentioned they beat a ranked Washington State team in Bruce Barnum's first ever game. In 2015, yep. they wanted to beat North Texas later on that year. Uh, killed them, beat them by 50. North Texas, an unranked FBS team. <laughs> Dan McCartney fired after yes. in the locker room after the game. Not it was great. such a beatdown. Not great. But um, they've been competitive in a lot of different FBS games. And I think it's a credit to the way that Bruce Barnum gets his teams ready. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. The other the other game that was, I think, a real highlight, frankly, for the Big Sky Conference was UC Davis at Cal. And UC Davis gets Cal to fumble the opening kickoff and turn around and stick that thing in there. Davis up 10 nothing at one point in this game. And I watched this football game, Coulter. They... They were everything for Cal in this one. And 27-13, ultimately, uh, a couple of, uh, of scores late in this game for Cal opened this thing up. But this was kind of punch for punch in both directions. I thought uh, that that in the main, Cal was out, excuse me, UC Davis was outstanding in this game and held the lead for a good portion of it. Was it 10, it was 10-10 at half or maybe 13 It was 10 nothing at one point. Cal, Cal, or UC Davis was up 10 nothing. I know, but, but at halftime, it was still either a tie game or yep, maybe a yep, three-point yep. game. And Jake Mayer was was phenomenal. Jake Mayer is not a great thrower of the football. He he he's he's adequate, but that's he's not he he's he's only to me okay throwing the football. But he is brilliant. And he moves the chess pieces around, and you can see the intelligence that he 
that his teammates and that that coaching staff have in terms of putting a very complex scheme into play on the football field. And there's just not a lot of teams that can match that. And then when, you know, when guys are open, you don't have to be the greatest thrower of the football to get it to them. And, and he, by the way, he's not, this is not him being a bad throw. It's just not, there's, there's other guys that can, that can whip it better than Jake Mayer can, but nobody can set it up better than he can. And they went out with all the confidence in the world that they were going to be the better offensive team. And even with Bo Baldwin being the offensive coordinator and, you know, Justin Wilcox, a great defensive guy being the head coach at Cal, uh, they took it to Cal for a good portion of this game. Ultimately, Cal did come back and they had the horses to win it, but very well done by UC Davis in this one uh, overall. Yeah. I mean, I thought that the big sky performed well in all their FBS matchups with the exception of probably Two, two and a half games. I mean, the, the UNLV Southern Utah game, the 56-23 final is a little bit deceiving because UNLV was up 56-7 before Southern Utah scored uh, 16 points in the fourth quarter. So they kind of called off the dogs. So that was a little bit deceiving. So they got, Southern Utah got routed pretty good. I also thought Washington. Washington looked pretty good. I mean, there's, there's a Ewing theory. Right, the Patrick Ewing theory: you lose the guy who you built your entire franchise around, and then you're you're better than you ever been the mm-hmm. year after. Just like the Knicks, Patrick Ewing retires, and then the Knicks go to the finals the next year. Bill Simmons always talks about the Ewing theory. It's a little bit of an extrapolation dependent on Washington, but I thought that Jake Browning, when he suffered that shoulder injury at Washington, he just was never the same. Mm-hmm. He didn't play with the same confidence. He didn't play. He didn't throw the ball at the same zip. And they just weren't as diverse on offense, even though they had to roll with him because he was the heart and soul of their team and their four-year starter at quarterback. You're not going to bench that guy, but he just couldn't really throw the ball by the end of his yeah. career. He just was very average as a quarterback. But Jacob Eason. They took a real jump with Eason. Eason's a much more talented thrower of the football. But here's the other thing, too. You know what's so underrated about Washington is their speed at the skill positions. I mean, their speed, period. They're so fast on defense, Fast too. everywhere. And, like, you talk about Dante Pettis. Like, yeah, people think okay, he could be you know potentially a, a, a nice kind of breakout player for San Francisco, but him in college, unstoppable. unstoppable I understand yeah. what John Ross has not been at all in the NFL. Okay, John Ross ran a four-two-two people, and before he you know whatever happened to his hamstring and everything else was was the surest thing in college football that it was going to the crib. When he got it in his hands, headed up there in the in the Pacific Northwest, and they got more guys like that all over the field, and you pair Jacob Eason with that, and it's the, and they're in business. So forty seven fourteen, I think a lot of people thought Eastern Washington might do better than that, might do better than that against UW. I think this was a, I don't think nationally people will appreciate this because nationally nobody knows what Eastern Washington is and what you know the FCS is in general. This was an outstanding dominant win against a very good football team for the University of Washington. I think they look really good. The one team that really did hang with their team, though, was Idaho. God. Just an absolute bloodbath. There, there was a Penn, nine to seven. There was a Penn State guy that was quoted saying, I was a little bit tired at the end of the game because I had to cover so many kicks. He said I had to run down on 16 kickoffs. <laughs> it's like doing a whole set of extra wind sprints. And they scored, Penn State scored on, I believe, every possession of the game. I think they scored nine touchdowns, and then I had an, another two field goals. I mean, it, it was... Well, that's not enough. I mean, it, 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 this is this is ten touchdowns and two field goals might go. get you there. There you go. Maybe ten touchdowns and three, three field, field goals. goals. Yep. I think they, yeah, I think they scored 13 times. That's and then, missing no extra points. And then they had two other 
to begin the half kick. So that yeah, there you go, fifteen kickoffs, six hundred seventy-three yards of total offense. I'm told this is only though the fourth most total points ever scored by Penn State, which has got to fourth be disappointing. Most, fourth most fourth thing is margin of victory as well, and it wasn't the worst margin of defeat by Idaho either. Second worst margin of defeat. Look, man. Okay, it's Penn State. Okay, it's Happy Valley, but seventy-nine to seven. How did Idaho score? The, the, I didn't even the see thing that. Is, How did they score? The thing, they scored way late in the game. Uh, I mean, the thing is, man, if you would have told me that this was a 70-point spread, I would have taken Penn State. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm serious, and they covered. I, I really, when I saw this game on the schedule, I really thought in my head, this is going to be 80-8. to eight. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The players... At Idaho right now, just it, it does not matter. Like, you can sit there and look, okay, well, this guy came from here. This guy's a pretty good player, this, that, and the other. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is that Idaho ac- uh, athletics, period, is a dumpster fire, and that this football team was in the FBS, and now they are not, and no one that's on the football team cares about football anymore. Does not care. Yeah, I, it- don't, I don't know how they win a football game. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year. They do have some, a couple guys that are superiorly talented than almost anybody. I was talking about how Bryce Sirk looks like nobody else in the Big City yeah. Harvest. That's not true. There's one guy that looks like him, Luther Ellis' youngest kid. They, got, they, got, they, they, they have dudes who are dude-ish in the way that they can be and could be, but as a team, no. It's over. I mean, it's, it's over. Luther Ellis, who was uh, Pro Bowl offense or defensive lineman for the Detroit Lions, he's their defensive line coach. Caden Ellis was Idaho's best player last year. Now he just made the New Orleans Saints uh, as an edge guy. But Luther Ellis's youngest son was the number two defensive tackle recruit in the country. Spent two years at Mississippi State. Now he decided to come play his last couple years for his dad with his other brother. But this kid's six foot five, three hundred and forty-seven pounds. Looks a lot like his old man. That guy is going to be a force in the Big Sky Conference. But as long as Paul Petrino is set on playing his five foot ten, can't throw the ball, son at quarterback, they're just it's just not going to happen for Idaho. It's two tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. This has been a look around the Big Sky Conference, brought to us by SkylineSportsMT.com. Go there, check it out, read the things. Great story by Gus Tutel last week. Do another one here in about nine months. Um, quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get into some high school stuff. First week of high school football also around the state of Montana. So we'll catch that right after this. want to remind you, go to Facebook. Caption the picture that's there. You got tickets to the Grizzly North Alabama game this Saturday. We're giving away on our Facebook page at 1029 ESPN. Back with high school scores next You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Now they always say congratulations. Work so hard. The Osprey are down a game and a half to the Mustangs. They got one game tonight at Idaho Falls and then four more in Billings. And that series will determine your second half winner and therefore who's going to the playoffs, either Billings or Missoula, who has clawed back into this. They were down five games at one point not too long ago. They're coming back strong. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at kurtzpolaris.com. Uh, if you would like to listen live, perhaps you're out of the market. Maybe you're in the market, but it's easier on a phone now. You know? That's fine. Listen on the website, 1029ESPN.com. Check out the stream. The stream is available there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And listening to everything on the phone. Remember, Coulter, do you remember this? What people used to carry around camcorders? Like originally, like shoulder mount camcorders so you could film your kids' birthday parties and then later on, like these things are out there. It's just like, talk about going the way of the buffalo in a hurry. The handheld video recorder to it, like a mini tape. <laughs> the, the, the fact that voyeurism is almost instinctual amongst humans is one of the most fascinating things in the world to me. Like who is not obs- <laughs> who is not obsessed with watching videos of themselves, looking at pictures, not of a, just yourself, of each other. Yeah, I mean, just watching. We're obsessed with the reflection of ourselves and of other people. We're obsessed with watching each other. I mean, Facebook's like the biggest entity that ever existed, purely from looking at pictures of other people. It's crazy. I, mean, I, I don't think it's that crazy. It, it is crazy though, because when you think back to like the camcorders, like our dads were like non-tech guys, yeah. and they still had the camcorder out all the time. Like we have sure. dozens of videotapes at our house of us when we were little kids. Save the memories. Uh, all right, uh, it is now time for our youth sports segment. It is presented by Pepsi and uh, Coulter. The first week uh, and yeah, weekend Friday of. Uh, high school football in the state of Montana went on. We got some scores to report for you, so go ahead. Tell the people some stuff that went on here. Maybe a couple highlights. There's all sorts of games, and it was a, a, a great weekend to kick off um, high school football. I, I believe that Hellgate had a bye because I can find double-A scores for every other double-A squad in the state, but not Missoula Hellgate. So I believe Hellgate had a bye. If, if they did not, I, we will find a score for you as soon as possible. But Sentinel uh, got a big win over... Great Falls High, uh, 26-15. Jackson Lee had a punt return for a touchdown, so he had a great debut uh, after transferring over from Flint Creek. Uh, and then Missoula Big Sky, they had their hands more than full with Billings West, and Billings West routed them in Missoula 41-6. to So a split for the Missoula AA teams right out the gates. Um, other scores from around the western Montana area, Carson Ross had, as advertised, he gets his senior year kicked off in style. 396 yards passing, six passing touchdowns. 
in a 49 to 26 win over Butte Central. So six TDs on the board, your first Pretty game out. Good. Defending reigning Gatorade player of the year and committed to the Montana Grizzlies. So Carson Rostad, as advertised early on, was Loyola. Got a big win over Huntley Project at Bobcat Stadium. So they've played that game the last couple years at Bobcat Stadium to open up the season. And Loyola gets a 25 to 20 win. So that was a good performance there by the Rams. Tommy Malott from Butte High, he had probably the other double-A game of the week. Uh, Montana State commit, he threw for 332 yards and five touchdowns uh, to lead Butte High to a, uh, a big win over Belgrade in their first ever Class AA game. Reminder that Belgrade's playing a Class AA schedule in mm-hmm. football this year. So Tommy Malott, Montana State commit, uh, he had a big game. Um, Frenchtown's Jace Kluswich, who's a name that is going to climb on everybody's radar uh, sooner than later. Jace Kluswich is... You know, he honestly, he reminds me a little bit of Gabe Solser. He reminds me a little bit of, Bob, of Robbie Houck. I think he's kind of a combo of those two guys. He's, just, he's not tall, but he's fast. He's explosive. He's really, really, really tough. I think he's probably a safety at the D1 level. But he's a guy that got invited to Ohio State and Marshall camps this summer. He's already getting recruited by both the Cats and the Grizz. But he had four touchdowns in Frenchtown season opening win. So uh, a good start to his junior year for him. And then probably the most impactful result was Flint Creek lost. Flint Creek came in with the longest winning streak in the state, 25-game winning streak. They are the two-time reigning Class C champions, and they lost 74-42 to the Alberton Superior Co-op. That's a lot of points by Alberton, but you could definitely say that uh, Flint Creek's missing their their main guy, Jackson Lee. Um, It is remarkable the impact that one player can have, particularly at the Class C level. Especially a guy that had 13 interceptions last year. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I drove by this game on my way oh, out of did town you? on nice. Friday night and stopped in Superior, took a quick look, ran into Derek Berkeley, who was there covering the game, and he goes, well, didn't see that coming. <laughs> I said, no, sir. How about that? So uh, a, a, a surprising uh, opener, maybe. I mean, in a lot of ways, I mean, maybe it isn't that surprising, again, with Jackson Lee being in, uh, you know, with the uh, Sentinel Spartans and they, you know, getting a win there. Uh, to open the season. Hellgate did, in fact, have a bye, so they'll open up their season against Skyview, who they beat last year mm-hmm. on Friday night uh, here in Missoula. So um, good luck to the Knights, but uh, good results from around Western Montana to get high school football season underway. Very good. Is there a youth sports segment presented by Pepsi? Quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Probably talk about some football. Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Well, hello there, my friends. Ryan Tutel here, and you probably know that Blackfoot is a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that helps businesses just like yours all around the state of Montana, but maybe you don't know just how much they're actually doing. You couldn't even imagine how many miles, yes, miles, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable they are laying across the state of Montana and specifically now in Bozeman and the Gallatin Valley near St. Ignatius and several other regions to increase the connectivity and speed in which we can communicate to that of light. That's right, fiber optics, they work with light. Did you know that? 
quite a lesson if you want to go study it. I encourage you to do so. Hey, go visit goblackfoot.com and see what it is that they're up to. I think you'll be amazed at all of the work that is being done just so that we can talk quickly with each other and do things like, I don't know, listen to a Tutel Nuanas podcast. 866-541-5000 to give them a call or online at goblackfoot.com. You can click the link in the description while you're listening and just check out what they're up to. Support the ones who support us, Blackfoot. Day one, back on the show in the heart of football season. And Coulter and I are going to spend the next 10 minutes going player by player through our fantasy team rosters. It's two telling new ones. No, 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 no. I'm just, come on now. Rule number one, don't talk about your fantasy team. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. Rule number two. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Stick to the clock. (laughs) I mean, look at it. Yeah, it's completely messed up upside down. We are right on time. I leave you unsupervised, you guys, for one show. We're back after a three-day weekend, and you're already just completely destroying the program. You know, you're using precious seconds that could have been spent doing reads. Did I say we're broadcasting live from the Chris Polaris Studios? I don't know. I don't ever remember the show. Until we're in the, the Chris Polaris Studios. Chris Polaris, 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy, 1029. ESPN.com is where you can find our website. If you go there, you can listen to the live stream of the show, or you can listen to the podcast. The podcast is also available on a whole bunch of forms, namely all of them. So go check out the Two Telling One is podcast, the podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham hotel um coulter we uh talked a lot about montana montana state football through the first uh well hour and change of this show and more specifically about the games that they have just come out of in week one and we will get to the forward-looking stuff starting tomorrow but i want to ask you two questions for both teams what is the number one thing that you think they need to improve each of these teams? And what was the number one thing that you thought impressed you about both of these teams from their first game, Montana State in a 45-10 loss at Texas Tech, Montana in a 31-17 win at South Dakota? I thought the most impressive part of the Montana State game was <clears throat> the way Casey Bauman threw the ball with authority. He made a couple bad throws, but by and large, he threw the ball with actually more zip and more authority, more confidence than he did during their last scrimmage. He was he was trying to loft the ball or something strange was happening during their final fall camp scrimmage. And I thought, man, if he's hesitant like that in games, he's going to throw a million picks. And I thought he made decisions and threw the ball with great zip. Even if he was, you know, less than 50% completion. So I think that's a positive sign. He's obviously going against better athletes on the perimeter. Well, and the key, too, is is that at Montana State, the, 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 the tide is going to rise and fall based on how well the quarterback plays because presumably basically everywhere else you're, 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 you're good. Totally. Um, I think the thing that they need, to get, they need to improve more on is just making plays on the ball. I thought that their corners ran with Texas Tech's receivers, and they were in position to make plays. They just didn't actually knock the ball out, break up the pass, get the pick. Mostly. Yes. And again, 
you're not going to be playing against guys like TJ Basher. Sure, sure. There's no guy like TJ Basher in the FCS. TJ Basher is going to be a top 50 or top 75 pick in the NFL draft. I mean, he's a six six receiver who had half a dozen Power Five offers to play basketball. There's just not there's not athletes like that in the FCS really. The the one uh, uh, this is not a this is not a downside for the team as a whole. I I, I don't have much to say negatively about Montana State out of this game. Uh, and I mean, uh, other than they looked they looked good to me relative to the team that they were playing and understanding the disparity that's there. Um, I thought Troy Anderson, this is the first game I've ever seen Troy Anderson play where he didn't jump off to me. He he he, he ran the ball once, didn't have a ton of opportunities. He threw the ball twice, completed in both, but not for much. He had one target as a wide receiver. That went, went incomplete. And he made four tackles defensively. They did not use Troy Anderson the way they're going to use Troy Anderson. Obviously. And I think but that, I thought, I was like, okay, well, you know, thought maybe you give him a couple more looks. I mean, I think that the underlying reality, too, is that no one's talked about it. And, and they've kept it the most tight-lipped ever. I mean, the Grizz don't talk about injuries. The Bobcats, Choate says he's not going to talk about injuries, but then when a guy is hurt that's going to be impactful to their performance, then he will bring it up. He'll, he won't answer questions about it. But if you let him bring it up, he will. The one guy he has never said anything about is Troy Anderson. And make no mistake, Troy Anderson, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to speculate too much, but Troy Anderson did not participate in spring ball. And they said they were just trying to take reps off of him, but he was wearing a sling on his mm-hmm. arm. And if you know anything about the, the way that they cuff guys, guys that had labrum surgery, they wear cuffs on their bicep to keep your shoulder locked in. Troy Anderson's wearing a huge cuff. So, I mean, the, the process of deduction means that the guy had off-season shoulder surgery. I don't know specifically what that means, but they were certainly trying to keep reps off him because this the last thing you want to do is go to a Big 12 team and have Troy Anderson blow his shoulder and have him be out. I mean, that would be a nightmare for Montana State. So they were slow playing him, and I think that they wanted him to be healthy for right now, this week, and we'll see what, how they use him this week. For Montana, uh, the thing that you thought uh, needed the most improvement was what? Uh, I think it's just, it's just the cohesion of the offensive line. Not only do they not have necessarily the punch and pop that you would want from an elite unit, but it just seemed like they weren't. A lot of times you can mitigate individual weaknesses by operating as a unit. Mm-hmm. How do you look when you're running counter? How do you look when you're pulling? How do you come off the line in synchronicity? And I just thought that Montana was lacking that a little bit. And that's to be expected considering that they have a new starter at center and Angel Villanueva is back in the starting line for the first time in two years. And they had a new, a brand-new first-time college starter in Tyler Ganong playing right guard. So you have multiple interior guys in different roles. And I think that's going to then trickle down to the inside run game. They all go hand-in-hand. Hand. And that's where Montana needs to make, make progress. I think, though, if they can figure out – not figure out. If they can, if they can truly accept – what their offensive strengths are, which they know, but I just think that they have to be all in on it. Mm-hmm. And if they if they are all in on it, if they're all in on letting Dalton Sneed run run-pass option plays and letting him use his feet to get outside the pocket and they let those receivers do work, I just think their offense has a chance to be absolutely dynamite. And so maybe you already answered the question, but the thing that you took away is your biggest, your biggest positive for Montana. Was just how well Dalton Sneed threw the ball. Dalton Sneed was in and out of fall camp. He, there was multiple days where he did not throw. And there's a lot of speculation to him having maybe shoulder tendonitis. Bobby Houck was asked about it. That's when he said, hey, no more questions about injuries. Else, This is not happening. There's no open practice anymore if you guys don't stop asking. So they left it a little bit mysterious. But 
Dalton Seed looked like he had no no uh, wear whatsoever. He threw the ball with great zip. I thought his decision-making was excellent. I thought his leadership was excellent. And he, he was really good last year, but to me, he went from really good and definitely a difference maker to an elite player. I, I really think that Dalton Sneed thrust himself fully into the conversation as Offensive Player of the Year in the Big Sky. I know we haven't played any conference games yet, but he is right there with Eric Berrier and Jake Mayer. The thing that I took away as a positive for Montana, and this is very, very broad, but I just thought defensively they were outstanding in, in basically every way. Physically, running to the ball like you talked about in the first hour, tackling, and 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 imposing, will imposing defensively. The exception to that was Cody Case, who I, I thought was just phenomenal for South Dakota. Again, 11 receptions, 144 yards, caught both the touchdowns that uh, South Dakota scored in that game. And and equally, I mean, credit to Austin Simmons. Simmons was 23-33 in the game, uh, did have the interception, and a great pick it was, by the way, by, by Justin Calhoun back there. Uh, I mean, looking like the wide receiver of a couple of years ago, uh, going up and and, uh, and picking that thing off and coming down with it. But I thought up front, they shut down the run game by and large, and I thought that they, uh, every time they made a tackle, whether it was, at or behind the line of scrimmage, or whether it was fifteen uh, for a fifteen-yard gain and a first down for South Dakota, there was a price to be paid. There was a price to be paid for South Dakota every time, a, just about every time a ball carrier had the ball and was taken to the ground, and it was it was a a pounding that takes takes place over the course of time and was successful for Montana, and and I thought that they were just very very good uh, on the whole defensively. Yeah, and. I think that Montana, I think that they looked significantly improved from a year ago in a lot of the intangible elements of the game. The effort that they played with, the cohesion on defense that they played with. I think if, I, I thought I saw big-time cohesion between Dalton Sneed and the receivers, and I saw big-time cohesion a, a, amongst the entire defense. If the offensive line can replicate that, if they can get on that same level of cohesion, now you're talking about a team that maybe can make a run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I think Montana's close. And I think if we know anything about what we've watched, over the last two-ish years, is that that they will improve. It's just a matter of continuing to do so. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the the win was a big one for Montana, and uh, and now that it's in the books, it's a look forward uh, to uh, North Alabama, who is a team that not a lot of people here know about, but you got to learn about because it's a very good football team. We're going to talk about them throughout the week, and then of course the Gold Rush game for Montana State against Southeast Missouri is is uh, a, a major major. Uh, game for the Yark of the Bobcat season and, and uh, to start to establish yourself uh, on a national scale if you're the Montana State uh, Bobcats. want to remind everybody, right now on our Facebook page, you want tickets to that North Alabama Grizzly home opener under the lights Saturday night? We got a pair of tickets for you. Go to our Facebook page, ESPN Missoula Facebook page, and caption the picture that is there. It's a photo of myself and a baby, and it's not even one of my children. Imagine <laughs> that uh, somebody was was risky enough to let me sit and uh, talk to a talk to a kiddo. Anyway, caption the uh, photo and uh, the best caption. Uh, we will tomorrow. We're giving these away tomorrow. So make sure you get it done in the next twenty four hours, and uh, and then caption the photo, have a little fun, and maybe win some tickets uh, to the uh, Grizzly. Uh, uh, North Alabama football game Saturday night. We will be doing uh, Wing It Wednesday, of course, tomorrow, and then want to remember Thursday. We are at the Iron Horse downtown, the Iron Horse on Higgins. Come hang out with us there. 
and uh, put your name in the box to win tickets to the Grizzly Oregon football game. That on Thursday, uh, we're going to give away another pair of tickets there to the Grizzly Oregon football game Thursday from the Iron Horse, our second to the last stop of the Tutel and Nuwana summer tour. So make sure you come on down and do that. But a fun Tuesday show, first show of the week. Little DMB on the way out to get Coulter in a good mood from his fantastic weekend. And uh, we will uh, be back with you again tomorrow. Coulter, did they play this? Aren't oh, yeah. Marching? Closed it Saturday night. Ooh. Tough to do better than that. See you tomorrow. Two Tell Nuwana, ESPN Radio. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.